0: These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: Wind Down with Jana
0: Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. The gang's in Vancouver. Hey, guys. We're finally on, like, the West Coast with you guys. This is kind of nice.
2: Yeah. Same time, real time.
0: Same time, real time. Um, We're in Vancouver. We are quarantining right now. We are very fortunate because we're in a a house, which my one director friend who directed the last movie I was in, he was in a small one bedroom like hotel Mm. for 14 days. I don't think I could do it. Like not being able to just, cause here at least we're able to escape like downstairs or outside, I mean he couldn't even go outside. Like that just like gives me so much anxiety thinking about that.
2: Even for me who loves, you know, my me time in isolation. I, after like the third day, I'm like mm, get me out of here. I'm good.
0: But like I think my issue is and, I, you know, if I'm being totally honest, the first night or the first morning that I woke up in this place was I had really bad anxiety because it's just being told you can't leave is what gives me like being feel like Mm -hmm. I'm trapped Mm -hmm. and that that's kind of where my PTSD comes from you know from that long time ago and so just like that feeling of like trapped and oh my gosh what if something happens and but then that's when I go through everything in my brain like okay well what what can happen Jana like what would happen you know and kind of have like a an answer for the follow-up does that make sense
2: yeah so when you get that way on the plane what do you say What are my options?
0: (laughs) My options are you will land this plane right now. (laughs) And, look, anything can happen. You can always land a plane, but you don't want to be that person to land the plane. Anything can happen.
2: Um, You know, this morning when you, like, nudged me, like, Jolie's walking around, I had not vertigo, but that feeling where – because we were so tired last night, and I crashed so hard. When I woke up, I was, like, trying to get my bearings. I didn't know where the hell we were. (laughs) I was like – expecting to wake up and see our room but i'm like it was all different it just took me like that split second that felt like an eternity Mm -hmm. am i dreaming where the hell are we (laughs) what is going on
0: yeah it's 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 crazy but it's something my therapist told me um which was super helpful she's like when you get in that anxious place like go to gratitude Mm -hmm. go to being grateful that you know, you're able to spend this time with your kids, and you know, have really one-on-one time with them. So that's where I'm, I'm trying to go. You know, yeah, for sure. And then knowing we were kind of getting bored in Nashville because I mean, we've pretty much been quarantined and stuck in our house for the last year. So it's nice to have a little bit of a change up.
2: Yeah, if we're gonna do it, might as well do it somewhere new and fresh. make it exciting and fresh. And except this morning, we're we we're trying not to blow our load too quick because we're like, <laughs> that's what Let's I said, I was like, Dad,
0: don't don't use all the cards.
2: Let's play hide and go seek. Let's play tag. Let's play freeze tag. Let's play Simon says. Let's play red light, green light. Huh. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're throwing our whole parental bag at the kids in the first morning. Yeah. I was so like, it's like even this afternoon, we're like, okay, what now? Ah,
0: oh, and we have so many more days to go. Um, I am really excited about today's episode and today's guest. Um, mm-hmm. but before we talk about who's coming on, let's take a quick break. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys, this festival and concert season will be all about the boots and to Kovas, is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's tecovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So I had someone reach out to me a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. And I had had heard of Lisa, but I really didn't know her story. Um, Lisa uh, Turkhurst is an amazing author. She's the number one New York Times bestselling author of It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. Uninvited, and 20 other books. Um, the book that I'm reading right now um, is Forgetting What You Can't Forget. And I'm halfway through it, and there's just so many times when I'm reading the book, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, it's just, she's a really good author, but she also has such a personal story mm-hmm. as well that she writes in our book, um, in her books. And so I'm, I'm really, really, really pumped to have her on because she's she's a she's a big deal. Oh, yeah is she a minute like because she works with ministries
2: no i don't think she's personally a minister but a lot of her stuff has you know religious backing and and religious and christian beliefs and motivation and stuff behind it so big believer in, in christ a big believer in god and follower so you know that's a lot of what she talks about at speaking engagements and in her books you know she mentions that and so i'm curious to talk to her about that aspect of it and Has that been something that she's always had in her life, or is it something with the events that she's gone through personally? It became stronger. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. So
0: that, and also she also does um, she has online Bible studies um, and then workbooks along to go with her books. So I'm super pumped to get her on. Um, So why don't we just get her on now? Let's do it. Hi.
1: Hello.
0: Good to see you guys. Good to to see 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 you. How are you doing? great thank you first of all I'm just so thankful that you're coming on this podcast thank you I have so many people that reach out to me and say that you know our stories are similar and you know to read your books um, and I cannot tell you how much I'm loving forgiving what you can't forget I now I want to go back because I want to know more <laughs> you know about about everything um but I guess I just kind of want to jump in you in the book you said you were married was it 30 years years?
1: before almost 30 years yeah Mm -hmm. so at the time that this happened it was um I think we had been married 25 years
0: wow and it's it's interesting because when I was reading your book and something that I was just like shaking my head on the plane too it's it's the like your own personal BC and AD, which usually means before Christ. But it was all, it, whenever we have conversation, it's like, well, it's like before the affair, or, and it's just it registered mm-hmm. so much with me because everything is before that or after. Um, but how did you, how did did he con- come to you? Because I don't know that that story. Um, I know
1: that's which which book is that in. Um, it's not supposed to be this way, but I don't typically talk about how the revelation came, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you, um, he did not come to me. I discovered it, which again, for the forgiveness journey makes it even harder. So
0: hard. And I think that's something where when people come to us and they, they say that they told, and I'm like, that's, that's almost a gift that they gave the other person because for me I'm like what I would have given for you to be to have it's not that respect but just like that honesty you know just knowing that like you respect me enough to even though you've hurt me to know that it's you know to come to me and tell me um yeah so I I definitely empathize with you on that and when did you go okay like this is worth fighting for I think
1: I I had that revelation right from the very beginning I mean part of it is we have five grown kids and in 2016 um three of our five kids were getting married and so there were a lot of dynamics in play but I never ever had this feeling of like I don't want to be married Mm -hmm. I, I I've never had that feeling and so I think for some people you know, when they find out there were, there are already some dynamics in place where it's kind of like, uh, you know, I don't even know if I want to be married to this person anymore. That was not the situation with me. I mean, my husband, I've you know met him when I was young. I was in my early twenties. We got married when I was young and I never, I never had that feeling of, I don't want to be married. And I definitely never had the feeling that I didn't want to be married to him. And so the whole thing was so shocking to me. I don't know that it ever occurred to me not to fight for the marriage.
2: And remind myself and our listeners. So that was 2016 that discovery happened. Yes. Okay. So that's the same timeline as us. Yeah. Same year.
0: Damn that year sucked for us, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was a very, very hard year. So of course it's like before, Mm -hmm. 2016, after 2016, you know, and what's so complicated is I look back on pictures Mm -hmm. like, especially from 2015 when, you know, I just didn't know what I didn't know that year. And I look at the Christmas card picture, I look at family vacation pictures and it's they, I really wrestled through having to, to make peace with those memories And at first I just wanted to throw everything away. I just, I was just so shocked, but then I kind of had this revelation that if those were beautiful memories to me, I get to keep them and whatever's too painful, I can throw those away, but I don't want pain to go back and rewrite the memories Mm -hmm. because you know, there were beautiful memories that were still made and I didn't want to throw them all away.
2: I have a couple questions around that topic because we just kind of experienced that um, just a, a week or two ago because it was our daughter's fifth birthday. And so, you know, Gianna was going back and looking at pictures when she was born that we were showing our daughter and that she posted on social media and it brings that stuff up for, for both of us. Um, and I know just from my side of things personally too, it's just as hard in a different way to look at that granted mine has a a history of addiction attached to it. So I look at those pictures. I'm like, I don't even know who the hell I was. Does your husband have some kind of, you know, shame or uh, feelings around that where he looks back and he's just, he, it hits him again too.
1: Yes. And, you know, in our story, again, very similar is there were a lot of addictions that Mm -hmm. were at play and, you know, the addiction cycle is brutal. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I feel like it's something even even today, we're still navigating, you know, and I mean you can you can be on the road to healing, but those addictions are so powerful. And if you don't stay on top of them constantly every single day, they can start to creep back up. So, you know, my heart goes out to you because I very much know that I, I have to say to myself sometimes, I'm you know especially back then my counselor taught me to say you are not talking to the husband that you know and love you are talking to the addiction and that helped me because when the addiction was just so stirred up and so all-consuming i found myself in love with the idea of who i knew my husband could be rather than being honest with myself about what was actually happening but when my counselor talked to me and just said you need to put a pillow in front of your face right now when he's active in his addiction you're talking to the addiction but like that pillow you're not actually talking to the husband that you know and love
2: Mm -hmm. that's so true
0: I want to go back to the because I was what you said I was you know reading that in the book as well like you you want to enjoy your wedding album again Um, and I want to be able to you know look back on our baby moon and all these things but it's like and I know that my therapist kind of said the same thing like those are your memories you don't have to to forget those but how do you stop yourself from ruminating ruminating because that's where I go I'm like oh well that was when this happened and it, it I'm not able to look at the happy memories because I can't stop myself from going to well he
1: was off doing x y and z
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's a great question and I think it's a tension to manage. It's not going to be a problem to solve. And what I mean by that is you're, there are going to be some days where you're fine with it. Mm -hmm. And then there are going to be other days where for whatever reason, it becomes a major trigger. And in terms of forgiveness, you know, that's why it was really important to me not to say forgive and forget, because Mm -hmm. that's not in the Bible and honestly i'm not even sure that that's honestly possible mm-hmm. and um it does say in the bible that god takes our sins and casts them to the depths of the sea and remembers them no more but i could not find in the bible where humans have the ability to forgive and forget we can forgive and at the same time remember the pain and walk through the process that's why forgiveness is both a decision and a process and it's important to make room for both you make the one-time decision to forgive for the fact of what mm-hmm. happened. But then you have to walk through the very long process of forgiving for the impact that this has had on you. And there was a there was an emotional debt created. So if it was a $5 debt, like someone inconvenienced you, you can probably forgive and forget. Mm -hmm. But when it's betrayal in the most sacred relationship, the most sacred human relationship you have, that's like a $5 million debt. Of course you're going to remember it. So you just have to be honest with yourself. And some days you're going to be okay looking at those pictures and other days you're not, but you know, the choice is really, it, it, like I said, it's attention to manage. It's not a problem to solve. And over time, this is what I'm finding over time the goodness of today can help backfill some, some pieces and parts of the past story. Mm -hmm. And you, you guys, this is, this is your journey. So you guys get to talk about it. You get to land on it. You, you get to decide what questions will you ask and What questions will you not ask? And you get to decide, are there spaces where even when you look at those pictures, that the authentic husband that you know and love was there Mm -hmm. and the other parts, the addiction was there, but you get to navigate that because it's your journey and there's no right or wrong way to do it. You know, it's, it's just, that is, that is one of the brutal consequences of infidelity. Yeah. I feel like that helps with
0: also like knowing that, okay, I might be able to look at this one day and be happy with it but then also give myself grace when the next day I might be like how could you You know like and then have that so I think that's a good reminder
2: has you know being a follower of Christ and you know religion and everything has that always been a part of your personal life of your relationship with your husband or did it increase once you guys went through this trauma together
1: um I think it's been a pretty consistent part of our um, relationship. But I think what's so hard is it's hard for me to reconcile the addiction and at the same time, a relationship with Christ because those two things don't match in my brain. Um, But at the same time, I know addiction's not my issue, but I have issues. And sometimes I step knee deep into sin and i very much love jesus so you know I, I heard a really good quote recently my counselor said you're either in empathy or judgment mm. there's no in between wow. and so I've, I've started to ask myself you know who do i really want to be and i i want to be somebody who represents jesus and jesus didn't walk around in judgment he walked around in empathy because he saw the the plight of, of humanity. It's, it is a brutal journey to be human and live in a sin soaked world. So here's the caution though. You can be in empathy and at the same time, draw really secure boundaries and boundaries aren't meant to shove another person away. Boundaries are meant to hold yourself together. And so when you've been the one that's been betrayed, um, for me, I want to walk in empathy, but at the same time, I want to have boundaries to say this is acceptable, this is not acceptable, and this is an area that we still need to do some therapy around because I can't figure it out.
2: Mm-hmm. How has your husband been with the publicity of, you know, y'all's relationship? What you've been through personally was that something he was supportive of from the beginning? Was that something he, you know he had shame around? Like, yeah, and
0: why that. and. Why did you want to share? I mean, I, I know our reasons, but I'm wondering if they're aligned too.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, to some extent, we didn't get to have that choice because I live a pretty public life. Mm-hmm. And so things were coming out, and our story was either going to be told in the rumor mill or we could get ahead of it and tell it, you know, with truth. So unfortunately, <laughs> We didn't really have a choice it the story was going to come out Mm -hmm. um but my husband had a really healthy perspective right from the beginning you know he he would say the day that everything came out um was simultaneously the worst day of his life and the best day of his life it was the worst day because everybody knew it was the best day because now everybody knew Mm -hmm. And so he would say, now when he walks into a room, he doesn't have to figure out who knows and who doesn't know. He walks into a room now, he assumes everyone knows, therefore he gets to choose how he walks in the room. And he said he could walk in as a villain, but he realizes we have an enemy and it's not him. Or he could walk in as a victim. You know, mm-hmm. He's had past traumas that very much fed into this, but he doesn't wanna be a victim he wants to walk in that room as a redeemed man walking in victory and he always says he'll be the safest person in the room.
2: I love that because I mean I and our stories really do mirror each other because we we're the same and we didn't really have a choice and even though we didn't I still kind of wanted to sweep things under the rug and just to avoid, and I wanted to avoid it's like and I was telling Jan I was like if we just don't talk about it it'll go away and that was just me being naive and now i think back on it and what your husband said the way he said it is so true because i don't have that fear of maybe they're acting weird towards me because they know but not everyone else does i'm like i am who i am everyone here you know, if, even if i don't know you you know me to an extent so whatever here i am so i love how you know he said that because that just definitely registers for me now it didn't at, the, at first mm-hmm. but it does
0: i guess i want to ask um, because we're the same years since discovery. Um, do you still have those days where it's, it's not unmanageable, but you, you have such like still anger in your heart and you might lash out or is it just me (laughs) asking for a friend,
1: (laughs) (laughs) asking for a friend, (laughs) LOL. Of course, of course, of course, Mm -hmm. you still get triggered of course, that pain still comes up. Of course, it does. And it's so good for me to talk to other women who walk this journey because sometimes I, I seriously feel like I'm the crazy one. Like, what in the world? You know, I should be, I should be better by now. I should be more healed by now. But human relationships are so complex. On the one level, it seems kind of simple, like be nice, be empathetic, you know, love (laughs) each other. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, there's complexities that weave in and out of a relationship and you double triple that when there's been trauma in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say, of course, you still struggle some days with anger and it doesn't mean you're not forgiving. If you've made the decision to forgive, now you're just in the process of figuring out the impact that this had on you. And it is okay that you have days that are better than others. And it's okay that these feelings bubble up, but it is your choice what you do with them. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's important for me to be honest about how I feel, but I don't always need to process all of those feelings with my husband. I definitely don't need to process them with, you know, certain family members who can't handle that. It's really good for me to process it with my counselor. Mm -hmm. And, or if you don't have a counselor, then a safe friend who has a lot of love for both of you Mm -hmm. and who probably the safest kind of friend would be a mature friend who's further down this exact journey that you've taken, Mm um, you know, than you are. And so, um, I I heard a a really good quote about trauma and I've been, I've been pondering this over and over and over, especially when trust has been broken. Trust is built time plus believable behavior. And so there's gonna be a lot of time that has to go by, but relationships cannot survive without trust. Trust really is the oxygen of human relationships. Mm -hmm. And so, trust can be broken in an instant but to rebuild it could take a very long time but here's how you'll know when you trust but verify that that you're on the right path rebuilding trust Um, is if you were to be in a moment where you need to verify something and you say can can i see your phone or can i look at your computer And if he says, we're still dealing with this, like, are you kidding? We should be further down the road. Like, this is ridiculous. Then when that kind of script comes up, that means that it's going to, it's going to set you backwards in your trust. Mm -hmm. So what my counselor helped my husband understand, because at first we were having this weird dysfunctional dance with it all Mm -hmm. because It was tapping into his shame. But my counselor said, don't personalize it. Don't personalize it. And instead of saying, oh, are you kidding? You still are still dealing with this. Instead of that, say to her, of course, of course, you want to check my phone. And you know what? I'm so happy to have you check my phone because I want you to see I'm telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that has helped a lot. Yeah, no,
0: I, I love that piece. And I think it is hard on, you know, our husband's side, too, because there are times when I'm like, you know, I just don't feel comfortable with that. And you're right, it does go into their shame. It's like, well, am I going to be able to go out and, you know, in another five years, like I'm always going to have to deal with this. And we kind of got into it the other day. And I'm like, I wish we didn't have to. But like, this is unfortunately, like I might just have more days that I'm more triggered. And it's and but, you know, he thinks that maybe is a it's like, about control, I'm like it has nothing to do with that. It's truly just a safety thing, and you know, and I, I hope in ten years we'll be better. But I mean, we've come real far from five years. Oh yeah, you know, however long that is. So, you know, I have to imagine the next five, if we keep building, we'll be able to be at a better place. But it's unfortunately, it's always going to be there, no matter if it's five years or twenty years.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for at least me personally and I'm sure I speak for a lot of men in the situation is you know I would rather it be direct kind of like you're saying Lisa and Jana's doing a better job at doing that too like hey can I see this because I'm feeling a little whatever mine is I know Jana well enough where she'll start like asking these questions and they're like probing questions and I know there's something underneath of it and I'm like just come out and say what you need to say and because when it's like multiple questions one after the other, then it's like, I feel like I'm being tested. I feel like I'm being manipulated, like coached into a corner where no matter what I say, there's going to be a reaction when really there's something underneath of it. And so that's where I struggle the most is like the patience with that or the ability to, even if I see it to be like, Hey, what's really going on right here? Talk to me, you know, and like be an inviting, uh, you know, place for her an inviting safe place.
0: As you found the other day, though, sometimes you don't know what's underneath that at the time. Like there's something, but you haven't. I like I don't like I just feel it in my chest. So I want to ask, but I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: how do you? You're basically our therapist now. So how do we navigate towards that? <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: how much fun. do we owe you? <laughs> <laughs> so. um I'm gonna I'm gonna sidestep the question because okay. I think I'm gonna give something that'll be helpful. Okay. Um, I don't always know what I'm feeling either. Okay. And sometimes if I'm pushed to identify the feeling, yes. it makes me panic Angry because too. I don't I don't want to own a feeling I'm not really having. But if I can't figure out the feeling, I'm scared I'm gonna say something, and then an hour from now I'm like, wait, that was the wrong feeling, and now I'm held accountable to a feeling I wasn't even really having. You know. <laughs> And it's very complicated. I'm a nine wing eight on the Enneagram. which uh-huh. basically means like, I can't even figure out sometimes what, like, am I angry? Am I sad? Am I mad? Am I depressed? Mm-hmm. Am I actually elated? Am I dread, am I dread? What, what is this? Right. And it takes a long time. But if I, if I can have a minute to process, I may not be able to identify the exact feeling that I can just say, I don't know what this is, but here's what it's causing me to want to do. And so that's a little bit easier. But in the book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget, and I don't think it's in every copy. I think it's in the Bible study and also in a special edition that Target did. There's this section called The Divine Echo. And so the reason I said I want to sidestep this a little bit is sometimes we can get just really caught up in the tunnel of chaos where you're going back and forth and there's Mm -hmm. hurt here and there's shame here and when hurt bumps into shame it's just never a beautiful situation Mm -hmm. right so one day i was so discouraged over this because i just felt like i'm crying over what happened still and I don't, I just sometimes wonder, like, are we really going to make it? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys ever have that. And then <laughs> I'm like, but we've been fighting so hard for this. And of course we're going to make it. But then I don't know, like, are we really going to make it? And so one day the Lord said, you are trying to look so far down the road. Let's just, let's just focus on what, what can you do today to fight well today? And so I was looking in Genesis and anybody that knows me I have an absolute obsession with Genesis 1 2 and 3. I know it's a strange thing to be obsessed about. Even my therapist said this is like my coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Like I was in this therapy group and all these people have these really exciting coping mechanisms and it got around to me and I was like I think I read the Bible like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I over-spiritualize things, so I don't know, I'm kind of a boring person. But I have a true obsession with Genesis 1, 2, and 3, so hang with me here. Okay? okay. In the Bible talks about what what ingredients God chose to make the man and what ingredients God chose to make the woman. This is really fascinating. Why on earth would God have chosen dust to make the man from? And why would he have chosen broken off bone to make the woman from? I mean, if you think about it, dust, I mean, God had access to everything. Mm-hmm. So if I was making a suggestion to God, I'd be like, okay, the man needs to be made out of gold and the woman needs to be made out of diamonds and God had access to that. <laughs> but instead he made the man out of dust, and he made the woman out of broken off bone. So today, if you're dusting your house and you take the dust rack, Nobody ever said, oh, precious dust, you're so amazing. Like, let me just set you on a shelf and honor you for a minute. No, nobody ever said that. Like, you don't even think about the dust. You wipe it away and you throw it away, right? Mm -hmm. And with broken off bone, now some people like to decorate with broken off bone. So just set that aside. (laughs) But like typically if you're like on a hike and you see like an animal carcass or like rib bones or something, you're, you're not going to be like, oh, wow, that's so beautiful. No, like broken off bone is a sign that decay has happened and it needs to be buried, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was really fascinated by this, but I realized that those weren't the only ingredients. Man is not just dust. He's also breath of God. And woman is not just broken off bone. She's touch of God, design of God. And we have to remember that we have a choice every day to speak to the dust and the broken off bone, or we can speak to the full picture of who man and woman really is. And there's this beautiful scripture that says, it's not good for the man to be alone. Can I get an amen on that one? (laughs) I Love that Bible verse. So God created a helper suitable for him. So what in the world does that mean? Like, what are we, What? what is a wife, what am I supposed to do? And when I researched the original language, that word means two things. It's neged, and what it means is royalty and it also means reflection. Mm-hmm. So the woman, when you put all of that together, the woman is supposed to be in front of the man, reflecting back to him and reminding him you're not just dust. You're also breath of God and you are formed from royalty. You are made in the image of God meant to fill the earth up, not just populate the earth, but fill the earth up with evidence of God's goodness and God's glory. And then the woman, the man is supposed to reflect to the woman. You are not just broken off bone. You are touch of God, design of God. And every space you walk into You have such an an, an ability to fill the earth up with the evidence of God's goodness and God's glory. Can you imagine how different it would be if we start taking back moments from the dysfunctional dance Mm -hmm. and just paused in the middle of the day and say, you know what, your addiction and your affair, that was dust, but that's not all who you are. Mm. You are also breath of God. And so I'm gonna speak some life over you in that space and then you reflect back to her like hey you are not just broken off bone you're not just the angry woman who's triggered and upset about the pictures from the baby moon and all the stuff you know who you are janna you are touch of god design of god and and speaking life over her and telling her you are beautiful you are significant you are amazing and just imagine if we start stealing back some memories in our day from the dysfunctional dance. And we started, I call this the divine echo. When we just started speaking this life over one another. And it's hard when you're angry and frustrated and hurt and triggered and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I'm just determined if we stole back moments and intentionally created life and started breathing life back into our relationships, I think it would be pretty amazing.
0: I mean, amen to all that. I just... I have to say it's really comforting um, because everything that you you know talk about you know even in this book and I can't wait to go back to read your other ones like it just it's just nice to not feel alone um, it's nice to not you know it's nice to know that like and that's why we wrote you know our book because it's like I just I I, I don't want to be alone I don't want to feel like I'm alone I got to think that someone else is out there that is feeling the same way and I just I really I really 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 appreciate you and I I am, um, yeah. I'm just I'm thankful for you um, as a person, as an author, as and I'm I can't imagine. Um, well, I can't imagine, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, you know, I just yeah, I just thank you for everything that you do, and I'm excited to do your online Bible study stuff and and all the the worksheets too. Um, I I do want to ask though, so how was it for the kids? Because that is something that I'm nervous about. Um, But I know your kids are older, so I'm just curious how that
4: went.
1: You know, they're still on their journey. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone in our family is still trying to find their way through therapy and find healing. So the hard part's obvious, but there's a good part too, is that I'm not sure we, any of us would have approached therapy with such intentionality as as we do now but now it's like this urgent need mm-hmm. and and my kids all recognize that you know relationships take a lot of work and i also think that they're not they're no longer terrified of the what ifs in life because we walked through them and we've survived and you know i think i'm walking in a lot more freedom with my kids now because I don't feel like I'm holding my breath when when, when are they gonna find out or when are they gonna, you know, blame me or hate their dad or whatever. You know, I, I don't dabble in the what ifs anymore. I just, I just walk in reality and I just really take it day by day. And the Bible says, you know, leave the worries of tomorrow in tomorrow.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But just like what is right in front of me today because today has enough worries of its own. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I think my kids are are doing well. They love your podcast, by the way. I think I DM'd you and was like, when you sent the request in for the podcast, my kids were like sucking all the air out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's
2: awesome. I love
1: them. That's so
0: yeah. sweet.
2: You know, I appreciate. I hope people are really listening to what you're just talking about through the Book of Genesis and stuff, Lisa, because I'm one that appreciates the simplicity in complex situations, right? And when you're able to, no matter the situation. When you're able to look at it and simplify it it can really help with the process of walking through it of living through it of feeling through it if you just kind of keep that mindset because it might be simple but it's not easy mm-hmm. right so i appreciate personally that analogy and that that comparison to the book of genesis and i hope our listeners again really intently listen to that part um but we appreciate your time we need to have you on like ASAP a, every because, week <laughs> because we have I know both of us so have many questions so many more so many questions more, and but... topics we want to talk about because our timelines are so similar our experiences are so similar um but we appreciate your time so much lisa and we look forward to having you on again and
0: where can our listeners um find you and will you come back on for like a part three four or two three four or five
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but next time y'all have to give me the free therapy okay so we'll just go back and forth that's, on this thing that's Done. fair fair <laughs> Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Lisa Turkers. It's, um, my name is L-Y-S-A. I know I I have a very complicated name, but if you just go at L-Y-S-A with a T, then you'll find me, or you can go to my website, lisaterkers.com, or you can check out the ministry website, proverbs31.org. Lisa, thank you so much. And we'll talk very soon. That sounds great.
0: Thank Thank you, you, Lisa. Appreciate it. it. Bye girl. Bye-bye. I really want to get Lisa back on the show because I, I honestly, there's so many more questions than I, I would love for her to also answer some questions of some of our listeners too.
2: Oh, for sure. And I think again, it's so fascinating because I, I, they didn't have a choice whether things came out. Mm-hmm. Their timelines are the same. Yeah. So many similarities. Um, so I, it's like, I couldn't think fast enough at all the different questions I have for her. So we'll definitely get her back on. Um, I mean, she's an unbelievable author, unbelievable person. So definitely have some more conversations with her.
0: Okay, let's take a break and then let's do an email. Let's do it.
3: Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Mave. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA Scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online, or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store.
0: Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tecova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's Tacova's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. Hey, Mark, do we have any emails?
5: As a matter of fact, we do. This is from Lindsay. My husband owns a successful business, and about four years ago, he had an assistant that I felt was getting too friendly with him. Mm. I had just had our first child, and I admit I threw myself 100% into my new mommy role and neglected my husband and our marriage. My husband swore to me they didn't have a physical affair, but they may have had more of an emotional relationship because it was lacking with me at the time. I have mutual friends with this girl. and One of them came to me and told me how much she talked about my husband and said she would totally hook up with my husband if he mm. ever made a move. After crossing the line one too many times, I told my husband he had to choose her or me. He reduced her workload so much that she had to quit and find another job. Fast forward to today. We're doing great. We haven't had another kid since then. Recently, his ex-assistant got a job at another company that does a lot of work with my husband's company. I found out by checking my husband's phone that they've started emailing each other again. And so far, what I can see, it's all been work-related, but I worry about that emotional connection starting again. Do you think I need to bring this up to my husband and discuss my discomfort with the situation again, or should I just trust that he will remain faithful?
0: Okay, so I personally do not think that they should be emailing again. If, and, and I 100% think that she should go to her husband and say, hey, you know, I did see this in your email and it, it makes me uncomfortable. Um, I'm sorry if I mm-hmm. um, looked at your email, uh, but this is what's coming up for me. And just say it from a really vulnerable place. And I think it's okay for her to question, like, why are you guys communicating again because I don't think they should be communicating again if they're not working together. Am I off base on that?
2: I get what you're saying but so the from the situation the way I interpreted it, it was that she's working for a company that his company often works with. So they started communicating due to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know work material work needs. Two things. One If he was aware, which it's hard to say this, it's easier to say from the outside looking in for him to be like, "Hey, uh, so and so works for this company now. We had to cross paths because of this reason for work. I just wanted to bring it up to you and let you know."
0: That would have been the great thing to do for
2: sure. But I, but he probably doesn't feel like. Well, that's the thing. As a guy, as a guy too, it's like. He's not. Per- he might not be purposely compartmentalizing. He's just like, okay, this is work. Like, no matter who it is, it's just work. I never had anything with this woman.
0: But it, it's someone, somebody that affected his wife.
2: For, for so sure. So that's where I'm like, no, no, no I, I know. Yeah. Women wish we were as aware, aware as you guys. Yeah. But I'm just saying, probably, you know, he probably wasn't. Also, yes, if she just goes to him from a good place and says, "Hey, this is coming up for me. This is bothering me. Can we figure this out?" I don't think it's her place to. To just immediately request Please don't talk to her I think it's like hey can we figure this out Do you have to talk to her specifically What is the reason for the work communication And then go from there
0: Would it be okay to say when you do Talk to her can I be Can I look at your email if I ask Or can you tell me like when you Communicate with her Because it bothers me Mark
5: i think everything's on the table and i don't think it's fair to say he didn't have anything with her because i think they did have something together not physically but lines were crossed there and he does remember that he remembers that whole thing going down with his Mm -hmm. wife and how upset she was Mm -hmm. so when he got that email from her he knew what was happening and the fact that she had to find out about it by going through his email is a really bad sign i think she's totally in the right to ask him if there's another contact person at his company that she can interact with.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree, and that's what I'm saying. But just putting myself in his shoes, if she comes to him in a way of like, "Hey, here's the problem. Let's stand together. Look at the problem. Let's figure out the best solution," instead of her coming and saying like, "You can't do. That. You can't talk to her." Yeah, that's that's true. That's very you know what true. I mean? Because then it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like this is for work. You know. Still, nothing ever did happen.
0: But what lines, I'm curious what lines were crossed? Because there's still, I mean, just like a lot of people, I mean, emotional affairs are just as deadly as physical affairs. They're just as hurtful, they're Mm -hmm. just as harmful, and to have that connection.
2: I think the one thing is that the first time when she requested like, hey, either her or me, he lessened her hours and she ended up leaving. So, like, he abided by the boundaries the first time around. It didn't seem like he gave her shit for it. It didn't seem like he fought against it. Yeah. He complied with the, the request, and he, you know, went through with it. So, I just think, again, just to be careful here, Lindsay, and approach it as, hey, you and I are a team. This is the problem. Let's figure out the, the most appropriate solution for this together.
0: I mean, yeah, I like that.
5: Okay. And in terms of what lines were crossed, that's a whole other conversation. But, you know, flirting is a line. Mm -hmm. Sexual conversations is a line. Mm -hmm. Talking about issues you're having with your spouse is a line. You know, there's a lot of lines that could have been crossed and they didn't do anything physical. But nonetheless, that's creating that bond. Oh, for sure. That just shouldn't happen.
0: Oh, yeah. And I feel like the second that you start talking about your spouse to another man, like issues, is when you're opening the door for that spouse to come in whether you think you're doing that or not. Yeah. I think that's a very open door because they know like okay, I can I can come in here.
2: Right. Right, right.
0: It's not good. So hopefully that's not what he did either. Yeah. <sighs> what do you say, babe? What is what, what is what what a show? What a show. Um Mark, how's everything in LA?
5: Well, thank you for asking. Um,
0: How's the family? How's you know, parents? it's kind of so, same.
5: Yeah, we, we're we're all hoping, we're all hopeful. We all have mm-hmm. an optimistic viewpoint, but then every day you keep reading about how slow the vaccines coming, and you get discouraged. You know, CVS is going to start having it next week. Hopefully, that helps us move through the tears a little bit faster. But I've got one kid home and one kid at school. The schools are maybe five blocks from each other, so it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad it worked out this way because the one that's home handles being home a lot better than the other one who's going in. So that worked okay. out kind of well, but it's still very strange. They're still going to dance class, which is outdoors with masks and distanced. So that's been a godsend actually, because it's just something to look forward to. It's social interaction, it's physical movement. It's been, that's really saved us, I think. When we look back on this time, uh, Thrive Dance Center is, we're gonna be like, thank God we had Thrive.
2: What? My thing is, you know, now that more people are getting the vaccines, especially medical professionals and stuff, you know, when we we're just getting our COVID test before we came up to Canada, we we're talking to the, um,
4: nurse.
2: Yeah, the nurse there and or the PA and like, okay, you have your vaccine, you've gotten your second shot. Why do they still have to wear masks? It's like, can't you get like some wristband that says I've been vaccinated? Because it's <laughs> like, what the hell's the point?
5: Because I think you can still transmit it. That's the problem is you can still get it. You're just not going to get sick from it, and then you can still give it to somebody else.
2: Oh. So So you can still
5: carry it. Yeah. Oh.
2: Well, then what News
5: came out today. AstraZeneca is trying to claim that theirs actually stops the spread, but scientists are questioning it. But that's the direction we need to go, hopefully, is finding vaccines that stop the spread. But if enough of us get the vaccine the initial vaccines, then that won't be necessary. So it's like
0: the flu. Like you could still, if you get the flu shot, you can still get the flu. Your symptoms just aren't as bad.
5: Yeah. I think if you, my understanding is if you have both vaccinations, you're, you know, 95% covered so that if you do get COVID, you may not, you probably won't even notice it. It'll be that mild, but you'd still be able to transmit it to somebody who doesn't have it.
0: I I think the hardest thing for me is just the kids and masks. Luckily, on the plane, Jace didn't have to wear a mask. Um, I know some airlines, I mean, most, they all say two and over, but um, the airline flight attendants were
2: realistic with our understanding with Jace. You know,
0: Jolie, she's like, Mommy, like, by the end of our nine hour travel, she was just, she was crying because her nose was hurting her really bad and it was all, you know, maybe it might have been too tight too, but you know, she was complaining that she couldn't breathe and then I have this like little oxygen meter and I'm like, I was at ninety and then like my lady said anything under ninety five is not good and so it's just I'm like so I took my mask out a little bit in the flight tent. It was like your mask up, I'm like, I can't breathe. Like my (laughs) my oxygen is dropping, it's at ninety. Like, just give me a second.
2: Yeah, what a mess. Mike's
0: like, get that thing away from you. <laughs> I it, I it is a mess. And
5: the, the other it. side of mine are eleven and fourteen and they're so used to wearing masks they don't even think about it anymore. Mm. And I'm not sure that's a great thing either. You know, mm-hmm. like it's nice, they get exactly. through the day okay, but it's such a common thing now for them. Don't even think about it. And I'm like, Wow, what a world.
0: When do you think masks will go away?
5: I'm gonna say, um, and I'm an optimist.
0: Okay. And but you, I'm you're gonna, say. So, so here we have, I'd like to invite our second guest on the show today. His name is uh, Mark. <laughs> I believe it's Marcus, but he claims it's just Mark.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: And um, he is a psychic, and he is going to predict mm. when the masks <laughs> will be done that we have to wear them.
5: I think we'll still be wearing masks into early 22. I agree. And I when
0: think. will live concerts go back?
5: I think spring of 22, the weekend announced this week, a bunch of shows starting next January. Hopefully those will happen. I'm thinking same thing, early 22. I think 21 is going to be masked, but it's going to be so much better, like mid to late summer. That's my prediction.
0: So you think we won't have live venue shows this year at all?
5: I think you'll start having more sporting events. I don't know if the concert tours will launch, but you know, baseball and football are going on. And I think those are going to start to have crowds.
0: Uh, anything else for our psychic?
2: No, I agree with him. I think it won't be until a year from now that masks really see a trend of going away.
5: And I'm hoping they stay around in the sense that, you know, they, they've talked about how in Asia, when someone's not feeling well, they wear a mask mm-hmm. so they don't spread it around. I hope we can get to that point because that would be a nice... I gotta say, I kind
0: of agree with that. I have, I have... Well, actually, I have two I have two theories on that. My first theory is... Well, then our immune systems are going to go down because if we do get True. sick, then we're, we'll get really sick because all of our whatever cells those are, we'll have less of them. But I also think, well, if you wear masks then and you're safe when you're sick, then I don't I mean, I don't know. Who knows? I'm not a doctor. I mean, how
5: often have we done that, though? We've felt sick and gone to work anyway. We've felt sick oh. and gone out anyway. You know, yeah. if you right. would have put a mask on, it's kind of drawing attention to the fact that you're not being well, but you're also being more considerate. For sure. Uh,
2: yeah I'll just go ahead and say it, not me As soon as this is over I'm burning all the masks and <laughs> You will not see Your boy in another one
1: so.
0: He is like He's worse than Jolie
2: I am I am 100%
0: <laughs> He literally is he's like I can't, <laughs> I can't breathe. Yeah. not um, Alright guys great show um, We'll see you next week We'll still be quarantining
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye Later
0: These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort
4: 3510300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio